Hi, everybody. I'm MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. And it's Friday afternoon, our normal gig. We are um, sitting in MG's comfortable living room, and it's rainy outside, and we are going to bring you a podcast. And I like to remind our listeners that what what MG and I are, our objective with this is to share with you how we bring our program out of the rooms, out of a podcast, and into our life, and then share it with you and show you how it shows up. Uh, MG and I have both worked multiple programs, and between us, there's a, a you know a ton of experience, and we you know we don't know everything, but. We want to share with you what we do know. Well, and you know, the mandate is to practice these principles in all our affairs. So it's not just, like you were saying, in a meeting, but with our family members, at work, when I go shopping, in traffic. You know, there's so, oh, many, man. Yes. There's so many opportunities to practice these principles in all our affairs. And if I don't keep my SHIT clean, I'll just say it, if I don't keep my shit clean, it's going to leak out. It will. It will. And it's like, you know. Sideways. Can you, exactly. Not in a way that you're controlling it and, or directing it. And, you know, are you pausing when agitated? You know, do you respond or do you react? You know, do you, are you thinking first? Think, think, think. You know, are you powerless in this situation? Do you ask yourself, does something need to be said? Does something need to be said right now? And does something need to be said by me? Right now. So, is it like those things serve us in daily life well and that's why I love continuing to go to meeting and continuing to work program because I forget things like you know my friend Karen R I love what she says you know I'm not a slow learner I'm a fast forgetter and when I go to meetings and I hear people uh, remind me like I went to a meeting last night and just to you know fill people in just get a little bit current for me I had a little kerfluffle with a little bit of an ex-qualifier and it just, it's brought up a lot of fear for me. And someone was in the meeting sharing that they have a lot of clients that they work with and they're just like, it's just no contact. If you're an ex-qualifier, it's just no contact. I just keep it real simple. So I love that phrase, keep it simple, sweetie. You know, it's sort of like when I hear other people set strong boundaries it gives me permission to set strong boundaries. Like, it's okay. And the reminder, you know. Right, and that my life is worth it, and it's okay to set a boundary and not to talk to someone if I don't want to talk to them or if I'm triggered or whatever. And, you know, that we have choices. You yes. always have a choice, even though it doesn't feel like it, you know. so Like, um, I ha- that phrase, a lot of people say, I have to. Right. The, you know, one of my favorite movies, I love to watch this over and over again, is The Devil Wears Prada. Love it. And what Anne Hathaway's character says repeatedly, I didn't have a choice. And of course, we can see how she would feel that way. You know, she's in, it's her job. She's going to get fired, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you do have a choice. Right. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And... um you know, why don't you start with yours, and then I'll okay. share the one that I was talking about before. Okay, sure. So, Elizabeth and I are big proponents for the Law of Attraction, which was developed by Abraham Hicks, who is a um, non-physical entity that's come into Esther Hicks. And so, it, if you know the movie The Secret, that's sort of like what, you know, how she came out. And I really find 
their philosophies and beliefs really true. I mean, I get an email every day and I read that with a little bit of skepticism to think, is that true? Does that feel right? And it's like, I don't think I've ever read an email where it's like, that's BS. But you do, I do like that you go like, is that, do I buy into that? Does it resonate with me? Sure. And that's the, because you're making a choice right there. Right. Right there. You're making a choice. You're reading it and you're thinking, okay, how do I feel about that? Right. And sort of like checking in with myself because I have the Quaker philosophy that God resides within all of us. And so we have a God nature within, I have a God nature within me. And so when I check in with that, I feel like I can vet something. And so, and it might be, you know, people call it your spidey sense or your gut or whatever it is. So part of this belief system talks about your emotional guidance system, that you can really figure out how to live your life based on what's going on with your emotions, that they can help guide you. And yesterday I had a situation and when I was thinking about, there was a choice, something was offered to me, like a role. And when I thought about the production and the cast and everything, I was just like, it was a huge no. And the way that I got to that no was because I was like, how does this make me feel? The play was too dark. I didn't, you know, want to work with the people that were in the play. And, you know, my ego was like, oh, someone wants me. You know, I must, I must. I I can't turn anything down as an actor. It's an opportunity. And my emotional guidance system said, hold your horses, sweetie. What's going on? And I didn't feel good about it. And when I allow myself to feel good about things or at least to be able to manage them. And I'll talk a little bit about like, you know, I've talked about my CPA that, you know, now I have a tapping strategy and I talked to her yesterday on the phone and I was fucking tapping the whole fucking time that I was on the goddamn phone with her. You know, and if she heard anything, I don't know, but it was just like, and my, my mantra to myself when she was talking was, I can do this. I can do this. There's no problem. I can do this. I can work with her. I can work with her. I can work with her. She's fine. This is fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I had a plan that when I got off the call, I was going to take a break, go get a soda, you know, go to the bathroom, you know, get out of my head for a second. So, you know, in terms of my emotional guidance system, sometimes it takes a little bit of intervention, right? I had to do some tapping. I had to do some strong affirmations. I had to plan for a break. But when I was thinking about the play, it was so clear. I did not feel good about it. So using that helps me to make some better feeling choices around things because I want to have agency in my life and to be able to create the life of my dreams. Isn't that the mandate of program? That is, you know, it is. It's like um, we will um, regain control of our lives. And that is exactly what it is that you want, is not to let someone else steer the bus. And you get to steer it when you make these choices. And I gave this analogy. We talked about this story from my past. Uh, about a year ago, I went to a funeral. And um, I, I we went outside afterwards, and my qualifier was there. And um, 
somebody said, let's all take a picture. And he used to work with me because we were all ex-co-workers. It was an ex-co-worker that had passed away. And he stood behind me and he kept bumping up, rubbing up against me. And, um... Did you turn around and want to slap the SHIT out of him? It just made me... It made... it. It felt invasive. And because of where I was, I didn't really want to call him out like that, you know, because I'm going to be the one that looks like an idiot. Yes. But I just kept moving, you know, slightly moving. And then when the picture taking session was over, I I walked away. And um, he wanted to talk and chat. And I just walked away and moved away. Um, But the thing that happened was later that day... I kept thinking about him. Someone sent me one of the pictures, and I thought, ooh, I should send this to him. <gasps> and I was like, where did that come from? You know? Just <laughs> right. like, who like, said I'm that? No, I'm in no contact. I'm like looking around going, who said that? You know? Your addict said that. And it kept coming up. And I was on the freeway going home, and I was like, all right, done. Call sponsor. Talk to the sponsor, you know? And we just talked about it, and it felt a lot better. Um, or I think I called my sponsor and she didn't pick up. So I called, um, support in the program. I got, I called PA and, um, it, I said, I just have to talk, I have to tell somebody, you know, and it felt really good to talk about it. And it, and it was over after that. Yeah. And I stopped, you know, doing it. I stopped thinking about him because I don't, he's not in my head anymore. You know, he was for a long time and it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. I'd be like. Wanting to stop and it would just come back. Yes, oh, oh yes. God. I experienced that this week. I was powerless. And it's like those grooves. I talk about those emotional thought grooves in our, in, in our head. And yesterday at work, after I had this experience, I was doing a repetitive task. And so I was able to put on a video and I listened to this guy, Eckhart Tolle. Do you know Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle? And he speaks in this way that is very interesting. But it was exactly what I needed because he was talking about ego. He was talking about addictive thoughts. He he talked about, he said something like, if I was think, wasn't thinking that thought, what would I be thinking of? And I was like, that's brilliant. What would I be thinking of if I weren't thinking about this? And so, like, reminding me that I have a choice. You can change your thought pattern. Right. And so, you know, my thought pattern or my strategy yesterday was to put on some videos and listen to someone who I feel is a spiritual, uh, intuitive, and uh, could help me, you know, shift my energy a little bit and still be able to work. You know, I'm at work because I've lost so many hours of work while I was at work because of my, you know, mental obsession. So I was like, I didn't want to get into that boat again. I want to be able to work. So uh, that was a a strategy that I used yesterday to kind of help tapping, um, turning on some YouTube videos. And then I did call a support friend last night and talk about like sort of like my pain around this um, person and and my friend suggested that I do journaling to find out what's the pain behind the pain that there's something still there that's resonating for me energetically. And I still have a kitty, so you might hear a little kitty cat that might come in you and want to have a little bell or he might he might meow a little chow, bit. chat a little bit. Well, um I think the thing is is that we do get to this point where we think we're healed and 
were over that. And the thing is, is that with that trauma, when we have trauma, emotional trauma, we don't really eliminate it. You can dissipate it and you can make it smaller and make it so that it doesn't control you. But I do think that it pops up continually through our lives as things are triggered and, you know, it, but the, the, the object is, is to learn what do we do about it. And you do have several things in check, in place. You know, you have tools. You know that you can tap. You know that you can call someone. You know that you can listen to the radio or put something on a video, something to change your, your, the direction of your thought, you know, that you know that you need to do that. And um, I, I have to do that too. At like I said, with that, after that funeral, it's like, what am I doing? I don't want to do this. But here's the thing is, is the difference between me and in sobriety and the, the difference between me not in sobriety is I was able to go like, what am I doing? I don't want to be here. I don't want to be thinking yes. about that. I don't want to do this. How can I get out yeah. now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than languishing in it and just be like oh he wanted me and he did this and oh and that send him that picture uh, that's the old stuff that i used to do that perpetuated it that made it escalate that brought it to the point of where it was and where i just kept going and going and go down the rabbit hole yeah and that's the th same thing that you did as well it's like stopping yourself and checking wait I have a choice in this. I have an offer here to, do you want to do this? How does that make me feel? Not good. No, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with me. I'm like doing something in my, I don't like this. What am I doing? No, change it. Call somebody. I know to do that. Well, and I think that for me, I spend, I have spent so much of my time feeling good and being positive and doing things for myself that when I don't feel that way, now that's the exception. Yes. And I can remember when it was flipped. Oh, absolutely. When I was in such despair and just such absolute, like living trauma every day that I couldn't even imagine. I remember going to my therapist and just crying and just saying, you know, am I ever going to get over this because I feel like I'm dying. And he just reassured me, yes, of course you're going to live through this. And I'm like, how do you know? And he said, because I've lived through it. And I know other people who have lived through it. And so him saying that gave me the faith. I didn't believe him. But I'm like, this is where I have to have faith. Because I, 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 I couldn't imagine me not just being in such pain around some stupid old guy. And, you know, I, I can say that now, but then at that moment and that time, I couldn't. And I was just like, make it from one therapy session to, to the next. I just was like hanging on and I was going to meetings every day. And so I remember all of that. And so, you know, yesterday I had about six hours where I was reminded about that. And I also went to a meeting, you know, hello, go to a meeting. Come on, sister. So you can also call someone who's struggling you know that you know is struggling and that I've used that before as well and that helps sure like uh, um, you know a sponsee someone... or someone you saw in a meeting that was crying or sure. you know you can just text them and how are you doing do you need to chat 
yes. I have some time and I thought of you. You know, those are things that it, it you know, excellent. It, anything that comes up is a thought. Could I call this person? Could I do that? You know, in LOA, we call that inspired action. It's like you have that thought, call that person. You know, like I couldn't get through to my sponsor. So it's like, oh, I'm going to call her. Right. I'm going to call that person. And I did it. And I've learned to follow through on that rather than to just sit, nah, she doesn't want to hear from, which is what I used to do for me, you know, around those types of things. Sure, sure. Like, I don't want to bother them. I'm a bother. That's what I say. And I mean, and for the people out there that call me for support, I love it because it's getting me out of my head for a minute. And I feel like I can be of service and that I can share my experience, strength, and hope and the strategies that I've come up with because I can't keep anybody else sober. I've just figured out what works for me and I continually have to figure out what works for me because sometimes there are things that don't and there's sometimes things that do and they change. So I, you know, this is my life. I wanna, like I said earlier, have agency in it and try to figure out what's gonna make me happy. So I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And, you know, getting back to the law of attraction where it talks about the emotional guidance system, I like feeling good. I like feeling at peace. And thankfully, I've got like another project that I've been working on that's been bringing me a lot of joy and a lot of happiness. And I'm like, more of that, please. That's what I like. Well, and like I shared with you, when you do let go of something that comes into your lap and and do you want this no then something better comes and like we were talking last week i think it was where it's like we need to replace it like you were talking about right. the hole in your yard you can go dig out a hole but if you don't put something in there it's going to be filled with crap in no time right and i also noticed cuz you know i've been very rigorous about like uh, sugar and my food plan and I did notice yesterday where it was like, I really wanted to eat about it. And so I was like, okay, we can eat about it, but you, you're you not going to have like a, a good nutritious dinner. We're going to like forego the salad. And if you want to eat a bowl full of chips, okay. But you're not going to, I'm not going to like have extra calories. So it was like I made a little bit of a compromise around that to kind of take care of because my little girl was like, I was checking in with her and my little girl was saying what she wanted. I want nachos. I was like, okay, well, you can't have nachos, but you're going to have some corn chips. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So uh, what are some other but strategies? That's just a, that it's just another way that you have made a choice, you know? Yeah. You just, you made a choice. I think, like, what do you want? Asking myself, like, what do I want? And we don't always think of it like that. So, you know, say, let's say that your qualifier comes into your path and sends you a text message or reaches out to you. And, you know, no matter what the it requires of you, you, you have to make a decision, okay? Are you going to reply to it? Are you going to ignore it? Are you going to delete it? I don't know what to do. I feel really confused. What do you want? What do you want? I had somebody ask me today. um, She said she was talking about um, somebody had asked her to perform for them. And they said, tell us what your expenses are and we will reimburse you after. 
And she said, I really need to get my expenses covered ahead of time. And so the first thing that I asked her, I said, do you really, or do you just not want to do this? Like, can you really not front it? Or is it, you have a policy, you want to establish a policy? What do you want? So like, if you're going to do this on a regular basis, perform, how do you want that to be? Do you want the policy to be like, look, I will do this performance for you. My policy is, you pay for the materials up front. That way I don't get stuck with them. Here's what it's gonna cost. Give me the check, I'll go buy them, and I'll do the... So, and it's really just about that. It's like, what do you want? What's the bottom line here? Are you checked in enough? And luckily she was. She was in tune with the reasoning behind. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. she said, but what if I say just half? And I was like, so this sounds like fear. You're afraid. Mm. What are you afraid of? You're afraid that, you know, she goes, yes, it is. It's fear. I'm afraid, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So don't, that's your fear, not hers. Right. She's not telling you that. And listen, you know, people sign, you know, contracts with artists all the time. All the time. Yes. And it's like, yes, we're going to, you know, We'll give you this much up front and that much after, you know, or whatever. Right, yes. right, right, right. And it is a negotiation. And if you feel like you can do that and that that's fine, uh, I feel like it's a good way to be. And I ask, you know, I have a sponsee that I feel is struggling and I ask her all the time because I feel like she brings a lot of uh, objections to things. And so, like, about, like, just her life. Like, you know, I, I can't do this and I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, well, what do you want? And that was, and it was shared before, she was like, I just want to be alone. And I was like, well, forever, for all time? I mean, like, you know, quantify that. And like helping her get real clarity about, and really it's like she needs at least an hour a day, like uninterrupted by everyone. And that's completely different from... I just want to be alone. I want to be alone. I want to go live in a trailer in Wimberley, Texas on a piece of property where no one can find me. You know, the Ted Bundy solution, I call it, you know or the Unabomber, or whatever he did. No. So it's like, be clear about what it is. And so continuing to ask questions. And and yesterday, what I was able to get to was that when I saw this person's message, what happened for me is alarm bells. Because this was a person that was my last qualifier. And I had a lot of pain around this person. And so, rightly so, it's like, you know, you know, four, four bell alert or whatever, it was like, what is going on? And then when I investigated it, it was something innocuous. It was just like, you know, someone had dropped out of the play and they wanted to see if someone could come in at the last minute. And I don't want to do any of that work. That's too much work for a stupid play. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I want. It's not what I want. It's not what I want. I want someone to come to me from a production months ahead and say, we want you to come and do this fantastic role for our organization, and here's a big pot of money. You know, that's what I want. There you go. There you go. And that makes me feel great, makes me feel valued, makes me feel honored. So the other thing that you can do in order to get to this place where you know what you want is use contrast. Mm. So contrast shows up like so here this is and you just did it like okay well someone just dropped out now that person actually left all of those messages off of there but 
there you are. So they dropped out. Play is going to start in a week and a half or whatever. You don't have a lot of time. You're going to be, it's going to be messy. And then you can look at that and go like, okay, so there's that. I don't want that. And then you go, but what do I want? And then you do go to the other side and you go like, well, I want to be approached in the beginning. And I want to be offered a lot of money for my services. And I want it to be a role that I'm excited about. And, and right there, you I mean, I feel better just saying it. And I'm yeah. not I'm doing this. <laughs> I have yeah. no intention of ever doing it, you know. Yeah. But yes, it feels good. But you good. can see the contrast, right? It feels good. So yeah. if you have if you have trouble, dear listener, figuring out what you want, you can use what you don't want. I don't want to cry every day. When I was in when I was in withdrawal and starting this program out, I cried every fucking day. I cried every day for at least two years. And we're just not talking about little like little no, bitty no, tears. No, no, no. We're no. talking Ugly about cry. fetal position yes. on the floor. Multiple times a day, crying, tears dropping on my keyboard, I'm at work, you know, not being able to control it, you know, crying all the time. And um, I just knew I didn't want to do that. And so I stopped like, okay, well, what do I want? I don't really know. I don't remember what it feels like to be me. But what I do want is I want to wake up in the morning and I want to go, oh, I didn't think about him yesterday. Yeah. I want to do that. And then yeah. I want to be like, I haven't thought about him for a week or a month. And I want to, and so can I do it for a half a day? You know, if I can't get to a day, can I? And I just started there. And from there, it grew into deciding, you know, who I really am and what I want. Yeah. Using contrast. Right. And so I feel like because it's been 10 years since my last acting out, and longer than that, but... uh, Minus 15 this month. Look at you. I'm so proud of you. So because it's been a little bit of a time, and like I said, I've lived in this, like, you know, place of happiness, it's uh, a good reminder. And I feel like when I think about the spiritual reason why I had this experience is that it's a good reminder and I'm so grateful that I'm plugged into community there's a lot of people that I feel and and I'm not being judgmental listeners but you know they get what they like and they leave the rest and then they go off into their lives and they you know make some choices and live their lives in a specific way and and that's fine for them for me it won't work for me it's not going to work because I know I can get tripped up and I love my old therapist used to say, even if you're in the middle of the road, the ditch is still three feet on each side. So it's like, I need to stay in the center of my program. I need to stay connected to what I know that works because I'm like a drunk, man. I'm like an addict. And I'm like, in all my best days, I'm leaning toward the ditch. I am much more committed to maintaining a program today than I was a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, because I do not want to go back there. Because we've seen it, Elizabeth. I remember in those first, in the early meetings, and I'd had, I'd started to gain some time. Maybe I had a year, six months, I was feeling better. And these women came back to these meetings that 
had long-term sobriety. And they come back, I don't know what to do. I went to do, I married this guy, I moved, and now I'm... And I was aghast, aghast. Three, four, five women that I can name that did that. And I was like, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. This was way too hard for me to come by this. Way too much work, way too difficult. I'm not giving it up. I feel like I'm in World War II, and it was like, you know, we spent so much time and energy, and the loss of life was so devastating to win Normandy Beach. It's like... We're not retreating. No. Mm -mm. I've invested too much in myself, and so I'm not going forward with any way about acting out. So, And even that's a choice, MG. Like, if you're going to get up on Saturday morning and go to the meeting, you're, you know... That's an investment in yourself. It's a choice. You have a choice every day, every time. Well, and someone once said that, and it's an AA saying, if you're talking about a decision you're going to make, is it going to lead you to a drink or away from a drink? And for me, it's like, is this going to lead me to acting out or away from acting out? And as, as strongly as I feel as I am in this program... I'm still not willing to put myself into a position with an ex-qualifier that, that may come up. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not that well yet. And I think that it was part of, like, what my little angst yesterday was, is that I feel like I need to be weller. You know, I want to be over there where someone doesn't trigger me. I'm not, and, and, and that may, may not happen. And it might not even be that. It might not, it might even be that that, because for me... You know, looking back on that whole situation, I don't want to be treated that way. I felt objectified. And that whole relationship was about, you know, me as an object. And he hasn't changed. He hasn't done any work and he has not changed. He is the same and he looks at me the same. I'm not that same person. Yeah. Dude, I'm not the same person. Get off me. Right. I don't allow that. I don't like it. I don't want it. It's not my... That is definitely not my value. And you're missing the best part of me. So move away. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Let's do a recap real quick. Because we we went over a lot of stuff. So there's... there, there's things that you can do. There's you can check your emotional guidance system first. Right. And and uh, I'm gonna name this podcast. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. Ask yourself. What right. do you want? So how do you feel? Yeah. And then what do you want? Right. And then the different. You can use contrast if you don't know what you want. You can watch a YouTube video. You, know, you can you, tap. You can tap. And if you don't know how to tap, you can Google it and watch a YouTube video on it. There's tons of them. And someone will teach you. And you can read. And you can go to a meeting. Check in with a program friend. Sponsor or someone support. Call someone that you know needs support. And get on your knees and do a little prayer. Yeah. You know, getting uh, a, from a place of humility. And that's what I did yesterday as well as I got into a place of humility. And Because I, I always forget that. I forget to call my higher power. You know, that's such a powerful thing for me to do. And it was like, and I believe that my higher power wants me to be happy. My higher power wants me to be a success. My higher power wants all the most amazing things for me. Like, more so than what I could even imagine right. for myself. 
Right. So checking in with my higher power is a key thing that I often forget because I'm such a, in a human place. I forget about like, you know, thinking outside of myself. And go to that place, you know, with the contrast. Once you start doing that, I don't want this. Get a paper and pen and start writing down. What do you want? I want... I want to be offered a, a role at the very start. I want to be pursued like that. I want to be paid a lot for it. I want to, whatever. Right. On and on and on. And you will feel differently right away. Right away. Right away. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I you. I love you, Elizabeth. I love you, too. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Yes. If you want to find us, you can, if you have a question or a topic or you just want to comment and give us some feedback, you can email us at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us online at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we have a Facebook page, Sober Sisters Talk, and um, we regularly post our podcasts on there. That way you can go on there and find them if you forget any any of the other <laughs> methods of finding us. You can message us there. You can also share. You can um, share the podcast in a private message, and that is a way that you can share that with somebody without blowing your anonymity. And we're on iTunes, so check us out and pass it on. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.